0: Hi, I'm Eric, and this is Listen to Sleep, quiet bedtime stories and meditations to help you fall deeply asleep. Well, we got a little bit of rain here on the mountain this week. It wasn't nearly enough with all the drought we've been experiencing here in California, but... It was really nice nonetheless. Bodie and I have been getting out for plenty of walks as the days are getting longer and a bit warmer. There are also lots of migratory birds that are beginning to show up here. Their songs make the forest come alive. Here's what it sounded like on our walk yesterday. I've been staying away from watching the news on TV, but I am keeping up with what's happening by checking in with friends in Ukraine on TikTok and reading about the war in the newspapers. Such needless suffering can be hard to wrap our minds around. I've been heavily relying on my mindfulness practice to help clear my thoughts and try to find ways to make things better." There are so many good ways to support Ukraine and the people and animals there who need help right now. I found a charity called the International Fund for Animal Welfare and an animal shelter outside Kiev and donated money to both of them. The IFAW helps refugees and their pets as well as rescue organizations inside Ukraine. Serious Shelter works hard to care for and place thousands of pets in a country where dog and cat adoption isn't really a part of the culture. Most of their animals get adopted to European countries, and that isn't happening at all right now. The staff and the animals are under incredible stress and just trying to get everyone fed and keep them all safe. If you can help or would like some more information, I included links to both these organizations in a blog post this week, along with a couple of pictures of Bodhi when he was an 11-week-old shelter pup. You'll find that on the website at listentosleep.com, or you can click the link in the show notes to go right to it. Your support of the podcast allowed me to make these donations. And no matter whether you are a listener to the free, ad-supported podcast, or you support it through the Patreon, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I would like to thank by name all the folks who supported the podcast through the Patreon this week. Thank you, Beck, Bella, Katie, Joelle, Rachel, Francois, Rebecca. Lori or Lure, depending on where you are in Europe, I suppose. Thank you, Mike, Sky, Katie, Sybil, Hannah, Amanda, and Rayjan. Thank you so much to all of you for your support. We are at almost 450 subscribers now. That puts us about halfway to my goal of a thousand subscribers so that I can make helping you fall asleep at night and find a little more peace during the day my full-time occupation. Thank you for helping me to live my dream. If the podcast helps you sleep, you can support it for less than $3 a month. And for your support, You'll get the new episodes of the podcast a day earlier without any ads or introductions. And you'll also get an immediate download of the entire audiobook of Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. It's more than four hours long, and each chapter is wonderfully sleepy all on its own. In your feed, you'll also have access to 12 Sleepy Shorts short stories— that are a bit shorter than the regular episodes, and they're perfect for kids. You can get all of this and the longer books I read serially on Listen to Sleep Plus on Wednesday nights when you support the podcast at the $5 monthly tier. When you join Listen to Sleep Plus, you get access to all the books I've read so far, like Peter Pan and The Children of Odin, a book of Norse tales plus a new chapter from the current book I'm reading every Wednesday night. Right now, it's Winnie the Pooh. In a couple weeks, we'll be starting The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. For more information about all of this, you can go to listentosleep.com or you can click on the link in the show notes. In solidarity with the people of Ukraine, this week's bedtime story is an old Ukrainian folk tale that reminds us to be kind and help those in need. Let's take a deep breath. In. And out. Letting go of the day. Feeling yourself sink deep down into your mattress. With the weight of gravity pulling you down. And another deep breath in. And out. Nothing to do. Nowhere to go. No one to be. This is your time. Quiet time. And one more deep breath in with me. And out If you get tired while I'm reading to you, that's okay Just let yourself drift off Bizarre and the Angel Somewhere, nowhere, in a certain kingdom, in a certain empire, time out of mind, and in no land of ours, dwelt a czar who was so proud, so very proud, that he feared neither God nor man. He listened to no good counsel from whithersoever it might come, but did only that which was good in his own eyes, and nobody durst put him right. And all his ministers and nobles grieved exceedingly, and all the people grieved likewise. One day, this czar went to church. The priest was reading from Holy Scripture, and so he needs must listen. Now, there were certain words there which pleased him not. To say such words to me, thought he, words that I can never forget though I grow gray-headed. After service, the Tsar went home and bade them send the priest to him. The priest came. How durst thou read such and such passages to me, said the Tsar. They were written to be read, replied the priest. Written indeed, and wouldst thou then read everything that is written? Smear those places over with grease, and never dare to read them again, I say. "'Tis not I who have written those words, your majesty,' said the priest. "'Nor is it for such as I,' to smear them over. What? Thou dost presume to teach me? I am the Tsar, and it is thy duty to obey me. In all things I will obey thee, O Tsar, save only in sacred things. God is over them. Men cannot alter them. Not alter them, roared the Tsar. If I wish them altered, altered they must be. Strike me out those words instantly, I say, and never dare read them in church again. Dost thou hear... I dare not, said the priest. I have no will in the matter. I command thee, fellow. I dare not, O Tsar. Well, said the Tsar, I'll give thee three days to think about it. And on the evening of the fourth day, "'Appear before me, and I'll strike thy head from thy shoulders if thou dost not obey me.' "'Then the priest bowed low and went home. "'The third day was already drawing to a close, and the priest knew not what to do.' It was no great terror to him to die for his faith, but what would become of his wife and children? He walked about and wept and wrung his hands. Oh, woe is me, woe is me. At last he lay down on his bed, but sleep he could not. Only toward dawn did he doze off. Then he saw in a dream an angel standing at his head. Fear nothing, said the angel. God hath sent me down on earth to protect thee. So early in the morning the priest rose up full of joy and prayed gratefully. The czar also awoke early in the morning, and bawled to his huntsmen to gather together and go a-hunting with him in the forest. So away they went, hunting in the forest. And it was not long before a stag leaped out of the thicket beneath the very eyes of the czar off after it went the Tsar. Every moment, the stag seemed to be faltering, and yet the Tsar could never quite catch up with it. Hot with excitement, the Tsar spurred his horse on yet faster. Giddy up, giddy up, he cried. Now we've got him. But, here a stream crossed the road, and the stag plunged into the water. The Tsar was a good swimmer. I've got him now, at any rate, thought he. A little longer, and I shall hold him by the horns. So the Tsar took off his clothes, and into the water he plunged after the stag. But the stag swam across to the opposite bank, and the Tsar was extending his hand to seize him by the horns when there was no longer any stag to be seen. It was the angel who had taken the form of a stag. The Tsar was amazed. He looked about him, on every side, and wondered where the stag had gone. Then he saw someone on the other side of the river, putting on his clothes. And presently, the man mounted his horse and galloped away. The Tsar thought it was some evildoer, but it was the self same angel that had now put on the Tsar's clothes and gone away to collect the huntsmen and take them home. As for the Tsar, he remained all naked and solitary in the forest. At last he looked about him and saw, far, far away, smoke rising above the forest and something like a dark cloud standing in the clear sky. Maybe, thought he, that is my hunting pavilion. So he went in the direction of the smoke, and came at last to a brick kiln. The brick burners came forth to meet him, and were amazed, "'to see a naked man. "'What is he doing here?' they thought. "'And they saw that his feet were lame and bruised, "'and his body covered with scratches. "'Give me to drink,' said he, "'and I would fain eat something also. "'The brick-burners had pity on him, and they gave him an old tattered garment to wear, and a piece of black bread, and a gherkin to eat. Never from the day of his birth had the Tsar had such a tasty meal. And now speak, O man, said they. Who art thou? I'll tell you who I am, said he. When he had eaten his fill, I am your czar. Lead me to my capital, and there I will reward you. What, thou wretched rogue, they cried, thou dost presume to mock us, thou old ragamuffin, and magnify thyself into a czar. <laughs> Thou reward us indeed, and they looked at him in amazement and scorn. Dare to laugh at me again, said he, and I'll have your heads chopped off. For he forgot himself and thought he was at home. What, thou? Then. They fell upon him and beat him. They beat him and hauled him about most unmercifully. And then they drove him away, and off he went, bellowing through the forest. He went on and on, till at last he saw once more a smoke rising up out of the wood, Again he thought, This is surely my hunting pavilion. And so he went up to it. And toward evening he came to another brick kiln. There too they had pity upon and kindly entreated him. They gave him something to eat and to drink. They also gave him ragged hose and a tattered shirt, for they were very poor people. They took him to be a runaway soldier, or some other poor man. But when he had eaten his fill and clothed himself, he said to them, I am your czar. They laughed at him, and again he began to talk roughly to the people, Then they fell upon him and thrashed him soundly, and drove him right away. And he wandered all by himself through the forest, till it was night. Then he laid him down beneath a tree, and so he passed the night, and rising up very early, fared on his way straight before him. At last he came to a third brick kiln, but he did not tell the brick burners there that he was the czar. All he thought of now was how he might reach his capital. The people here, too, treated him kindly, and seeing that his feet were lame and bruised, they had compassion upon him, and gave him a pair of very, very old boots. And he asked them, Do ye know by which way I can get to the capital? They told him, but it was a long, long journey that would take the whole day. So he went the way they had told him, and he went on and on, till he came to a little town. And there, the roadside sentries stopped him. Halt, they cried. He halted. Your passport. I have none. What? No passport. Then thou art a vagabond. Seize him, they cried. So they seized him. "'and put him in a dungeon. "'Shortly after they came to examine him "'and asked him, "'Whence art thou?' "'From such and such a capital,' said he. "'Then they ordered him to be put in irons "'and taken thither. "'So they took him back to that capital "'and put him in another dungeon.' Then the custodians came round to examine the prisoners. And one said one thing, and one said another, till at last it came to the turn of the Tsar. Who art thou, old man? they asked. Then he told them the whole truth. Once I was the Tsar, said he and he related all that had befallen him. Then they were much amazed, for he was not at all like a czar. For indeed, he had been growing thin and haggard for a long time, and his beard was all long and tangled. And yet, for all that, he insisted, that he was the Tsar. So they made up their minds that he was crazy, and drove him away. Why should we keep this fool forever, said they, and waste the Tsar's bread upon him? So they let him go, and never did any man feel so wretched on God's earth as did that wretched czar. Willingly would he have done any sort of work if he had only known how. But he had never been used to work, so he had to go along begging his bread, and could scarce beg enough to keep body and soul together he lay at night at the first place that came to hand, sometimes in the tall grass of the steps, sometimes beneath a fence. That it should ever have come to this, he sighed. But the angel, who had made himself Tsar, went home with the huntsman, and no man knew that He was not a czar, but an angel. The same evening that priest came to him and said, Do thy will, O czar, and strike off my head, for I cannot blot out one word of holy scripture. And the czar said to him, Glory be to God. For now I know that there is at least one priest in my czardom who stands firm for God's word. I'll make thee the highest bishop in this realm. The priest thanked him, bowed down to earth, and departed, marveling. What is this wonder, thought he, that the haughty czar should have become so just and gentle. But all men marveled at the change that had come over the Tsar. He was now so mild and gracious, nor did he spend all his days in the forest, but went about inquiring of his people, if any were wronged or injured by their neighbors, and... If justice were done, he took count of all and rebuked the unjust judges and saw that everyone had their rights. And the people now rejoiced as much as they had grieved heretofore, and justice was done in all the tribunals, and no bribes were taken. But the Tsar, the real czar, grew more and more wretched. Then, after three years, a ukase went forth that on such and such a day, all the people were to come together to a great banquet given by the czar. All were to be there, both rich and poor, both high and lowly and all the people came, and the unhappy czar came too, and so many long tables were set out in the czar's courtyard that all the people praised God when they saw the glad sight. And they all sat down at the table and ate and drank, and the czar himself, and his courtiers distributed the meat and drink to the guests as much as they would. But to the unfortunate czar they gave a double portion of everything. And they all ate and drank their fill. And then the czar began to inquire of the people whether any had suffered wrong or had not had justice done them. And when the people began to disperse, the czar stood at the gate with a bag of money, and he gave to everyone a grivna, but to the unhappy czar he gave three. And after three years, the czar gave another banquet, and again entertained all the people. And when he had given them both to eat and to drink as much as they would, he inquired of them what was being done in his Tsardom. And again he gave a Grievna to each one of them. But to the unlucky Tsar he gave a double portion of meat and drink and three grivni. And again, after three years, he made another banquet, and proclaimed that all should come, both rich and poor, both earls and churls. And all the people came and ate and drank, and bowed low before the Tsar, and thanked him, and made ready to depart. The unlucky czar was also on the point of going when the angel czar stopped him and took him aside into the palace and said to him, Lo, God hath tried thee and chastised thy pride these ten years, but me he sent to teach thee that a czar must have regard to the complaints of his people. So thou wast made poor and a vagabond on the face of the earth, that thou mightst pick up wisdom, if but a little. Look now that thou doest good to thy people, and judgest righteous judgment, as from henceforth Thou shalt be czar again, but I must fly back to God in heaven. And when he had said this, he bade them wash and shave him, for his beard had grown right down to his girdle, and put upon him the raiment of a czar. And the angel said further, Go now into the inner apartments. There the couriers of the Tsar are sitting and making merry, and none will recognize in thee the vagabond old man. May God help thee always to do good. And when the angel had said this, he was no more to be seen, and only his clothes remained on the floor. Then the Tsar prayed gratefully to God and went to the merrymaking of his courtiers, and henceforth he ruled his people justly, as the angel had bidden him. Good night.